welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I am joined this afternoon by a uh, filmmaker, a photographer, a model, a makeup artist. There's a lot of things um, in the uh, film and photography field, uh, but uh, he, he, his brand is uh, Sean P. Films, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. So, Sean, thank you very much for joining me today. No problem. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how are you? How's your day going? Pretty good. It's been a pretty long day. Been up doing some editing, but other than that, pretty chill. Right on. Yeah. What if, What are you working on? Uh, so that's kind of a big thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually completed my first independent short film um, mm. last month. So um so since the beginning of this month, I've kind of been in like post-production, editing, getting things going, lining stuff up on the timeline, but it's, it's a real big thing. First time I'm speaking about it, actually, so. Wow, well, it's very exciting. Um, congrats on that. Uh, that's sounds pretty monumental. This this won't be out for a little while, so maybe it'll be announced by then, you know? Oh, great, cool. Um, <laughs> if you don't mind sharing kind of what what the premise of the film is, though. Mm, I'll just hint at it. So it's pretty much a story about three friends and one friend decides that he wants to sacrifice everyone else for the better of him. So. Man, ain't that some shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, that sounds exciting. Uh, I look forward to uh, viewing that once it's out. <clears throat> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait. Good. Yeah, for sure. Do you use Adobe Premiere with when you edit? Yeah, so um, I'm in the Adobe suite, but sometimes I like to switch it up, try out DaVinci, but I'm not, I haven't fully learned that curveball yet, so I pretty much stick to the Adobe suite. Okay, dope, cool, yeah, I use Premiere as well. Um, it's, I don't even scratch the surface with like all the tools you can use with it, you know, but for this show, it, it serves its purpose, so. Right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so what we talked about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talked love and fear, passion and creativity. And um, yeah, man, I've, I've been familiar with your work for a little while now. We've been connected on social media and whatnot. And um, yeah, I'm excited to get into everything uh, that um, you know, you're working on now and, and, uh, and whatnot. But first, let's talk. I'd love to hear more about your background. So for one, are, are you uh, like from Milwaukee? So, uh, Milwaukee, born and raised. Uh, this is, I've only been here. Can't wait to get out of this coat, though. And it's crazy that it's snowing today. So, it's kind of like a little bit more wild. But, um, yeah, we got yeah. some us, we got some sunflakes out right it's now. Sunflakes. It's confetti. Don't even, don't even think about it. It's confetti. <laughs> right. <Not snow. laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I'm from Milwaukee. Um, I attended, art schools all the way up to high school. So I started out at uh, Sherman Multicultural Arts. And then I went from there, I went to Roosevelt and then Riverside, so. Oh, right on, man, awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I used to walk through the, the Riverside uh, football field oh, okay. slash track field mm -hmm. um, every day. So very familiar. Um, a fun walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right by the Urban Ecology Center. It's beautiful over there. I, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, 
kind of how your passions all sort of originated. So what, what, so what, uh, what was the first thing you were interested in out of what you do today? Okay. So the initial, the very start of everything was, um, special effects makeup. Uh, I was doing that in middle school as, um, a forensics piece. I used to do the public speaking for a while. And, um, so I, I would just go from school to school and like, there, here's how you make a quick, a quick cut or quick bruise. And from there, it just kind of kept going on and on. And I've always been obsessed with like special effects and creatures and, and uh, you know, the supernatural world and film. So as time went on, I discovered YouTube. And then, so YouTube was like kind of still in this newer stage, but there were people coming around to make tutorials. So it was real new to the YouTube university realm that exists, exists now. And I found a YouTube channel called Film Riot. And they were just like, you can watch this and you can learn how to make films on your own. So then from there, kind of like, it kind of spiraled a little bit and I never could do anything because I was like, oh, I can't get a camera. I can't even, I can't shoot anything. So I started shooting on my mom's phone. Um, and for a while I did my first short film in high school with my mom's phone. And I was just for like an English project just so I didn't have to write a paper. So I was just like always trying to find a, a way around creatively and yeah. visually. And- um, you, like to, you like to show the story more than tell right. it all the time. Yeah. Right, right. And so as I, I think in like my sophomore-ish to junior year, I was really heavy into making Call of Duty gaming videos and I made my own YouTube channel. And so like the creation was just there. So I was like, if I can't get access to a camera, I can just record a game and still, you know, craft some type of video for people to enjoy. And that began to grow slightly. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should make some merch. And I had a godfather who owned a print shop and then I got into graphic design. And for a while, I was making like the Twitter headers for other like gaming uh, platforms. And I was like doing that to make like little side cash in high school. And from there, I was like, oh, I'll start a clothing line. But starting a clothing line mean like, how am I gonna show people these clothes outside of a phone picture? So then yeah. I worked and worked and worked and I got my first camera. And the point of getting that camera was just to take pictures of the clothes. There, were no, there was no other purpose at that moment. And time went on some more and I was just like, oh, I could just shoot films with, with this. and. Yeah. from there that was kind of it that was kind of it just kind of kept going to now you're like wait i could like do a lot with this shit yeah right. <laughs> yeah right you when you possess a camera like it just it opens a portal of possibility right. what was the camera it was a canon rebel t3, t3. okay sure dope um um, did you keep, did you, uh, do you still make clothes to this day at all? Like, did you stick with did that stick with you? It's super rare. Like I'll make like small pieces here and there just to release as like, like kind of just like, a, okay guys, here's something like, if you want it, this is a super exclusive piece. I'll yeah. have it for a small amount of time, but I will not like continuously post about it. And, um, I'm currently working on another clothing line now and I'm, I'm sticking to the exclusivity, uh, aspect of it. And, you know, just making little pieces here and there, just to, you know, just get the awareness out just so people could see it. It always feels better when you're wearing your own product. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the route that I just like to go. Right on. Yeah, for sure. I get that. So, um, so 
once you got the camera, where would you go from there? So after I got the camera, um, I went back into the short film space again. I was like uh, participating in Film Riot's uh, Monday Challenge. It was kind of like every Monday of, I think it was like one to two months. Like you'll create a short film that fits a certain tagline, submit it, and people like review it and see it. But I could never make the deadline. So I always made these projects, but never made the deadline. So I just had stuff sitting around and then I started vlogging for a while before that became like this the thing that thing that we see now so I've been kind of just like playing on and off here and there but to the point now I'm more so usually just to like capture my travel and um, of course the photography work but more likely the best work that I produce is always the work that's uh, independent creation that's just something that's just been in my mind for a while for sure yeah Oh yeah, totally. I, yeah, and I definitely want to hear more about that. Um, did you? Uh, you did you go to college? Yeah, so I attend UWM for film. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Are you still in the program? Right now, no. I'm on a break. Take oh, me. I got you. I don't like virtual. <laughs> this. Yeah. I totally get it, man. Especially when you're doing film, you know, right. doing um you know, practical shit like that. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah, I took a couple of classes in the film department at UWM, but it wasn't for me. I stuck to journalism, but it's a really cool program. It's uh, it's pretty dope. Uh, how, how do you, like, what do you have to say about the program? <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see, how do I, how do I even approach the conversation about UWM? Um, so when I first went, I was in between going to Full Sail or UWM. And Full Sail is a very expensive program to like pursue for film. And I was like, I don't, I personally do not have the funding to just be like, okay, I'm gonna just go here and just pay yeah. it back whenever. Because film is also the, the world, the world, the space in where that debt that we might like acquire beginning in the beginning for that school is like the equivalent to us starting our own production company. So it's kind of, it's a balancing act. And it's like, what do you do? How do you do it? Like, do you really pursue YouTube university or do you pursue like actual university? But um, I will say that most of my experience from UWM is more so within the people that I've met and um, the professors that I've got to like learn from and like just even have conversations about ideas after class I would say like film school definitely gave me more opportunity to expand like mentally and then all of my on-set experience and physical like actual like working experience came outside of the program so I feel like when you go to film school you gotta you gotta know what you're looking for and how to navigate so like you kind of have to have like a niche already sort of uh like a, a sense of a niche already before you, like you can't just go into it blindly and decide later. Right, yeah, you can't just walk into the program like I'm I'm the director, this is all I'm gonna do. Cause in even at UWM, they're gonna make sure that they split it up and make sure you get to try out everything. And which is which is good, cause it's, it's harder when you kind of new to something to just jump into these like positions with crews that's already moving. So it's a lot of different things that you could do. Yeah. But personally, I, 
I say you probably will make a lot more pro progress if you do it independently and just, you know, continuously grow and connect with other people in the same realm as you. Yes, going back to the tutorials, you know, right. and yeah, what earn a degree's worth of information. Yeah, just from watching YouTube videos, right. you know, it's, it's not always as, um, you know, like you said, but the, the, I feel like the real joy of school is, yeah, the people you meet, like you said, mm -hmm. you don't get that with as much with the independent, but you could. Mm -hmm. It really depends on how you, how you network and how you move. Yeah, so. for sure. Exactly. So um, just to uh, backtrack just a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So you said you were really interested in like special effects and like um, sci-fi stuff. So I'd, I'd love to hear kind of what you're like filmmaker and movie wise, like what have been some of your biggest like um, inspirations? Uh, let's, let's, let's see, man. Okay, so when I say special effects, that also, um, that's also part visual effects as well. I was really, I'm really heavy into like 3D animation mm -hmm. and uh, 3D modeling and stuff like that. So um, when I started like my YouTube journey, I was always trying to find a way around like being so focused on like having a camera where I would just go and like, oh, maybe I could create a 3D scene. Maybe I could make Minecraft animations out of these 3D yeah. characters. Just different ways for me to still flex the skills that I'm like receiving online without having access to a camera. So uh, I think around the time that Avatar came out with the, uh, the blue people, not not Avatar, the last airbender. Oh like, yeah. Not that, not that. I remember, yeah. And yeah. most people, you know, still people, some people say Avatar with the ones with the blue people is still a bad film, but the visual effects elements was just like amazing. And I just was like, from there, visual effects kind of became something that I heavily stuck to. But before that, Jurassic Park, um, the Thriller music video for Michael Jackson. Um, what's another film? Dang. There's so many options. I'm just like, oh, there's so many. Uh, one that's recent, super recent, that still inspires me to this day um, is called, it's the one with the festival is real messed up, Midsummer. There we go. Oh, yeah. Special effects in that, beautiful. The yeah. team, they really killed it. They and did. the special effects always was kind of like, well, if I could make myself look like that, and this is such a, a very, like, small, like, community of special effects people, too, in, in, like, most major cities in general. So whenever you're in that, that bubble, it's easier to get a job. And so being the fact that Milwaukee's so small, if I could attack that bubble at a young age and continuously push towards learning and developing. Like I was able to get my first job, like my first year in film school, my first job was like one of my um, PAs. So I was just kind of like, well, who would have known that this would have even came from that? Like I'm, this is the entry course for all filmmaking and I've already booked a paid job and something that is not taught at the university, something that's like, if you get into it, it's specifically theater, not film. So it was, that was something that I was really like proud of. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, when it's so idealistic to, you know, move to a big city and, and make it, you know, but mm -hmm. it's like, why would you want to do that when you already have a lot of friends and connections in a city like Milwaukee, where resources yeah. are very accessible People are very accessible. 
you know, people are excited about what's going on here. So I good for you, man. That's it's tight. It's pretty dope. It's pretty fun. It's super fun. But I always will say that I will leave. <laughs> I will, I will leave. It's it's hard. It is harder to start over in a new market, but it's you focus and you know, make sure that you follow the, the guidelines you set for yourself and you know, making sure you're actually being like you're actually communicating with other art other artists in the city, it makes things a lot easier and you know, at least friendlier too, depending on what type of city you're in. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I found like the biggest thing is the two biggest virtues you can have as a creative are being intentional and being consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what you're after, as you were kind of saying, and making time for it, you know, like because at the end of the day, it's like, it is what you really want. Right. So, so did Shun P Films, like where, where did that kind of all, uh, where, where did your sort of brand and your website uh, come into play? Okay, so for Shun P Films, that's like strictly like uh, my photography, my modeling, my special effects. It was just kind of like an umbrella term. Um, a lot of people know my old Instagram is like MKE underscore ghost. And that was kind of like a name that I was pushing for a long time, but that doesn't really represent me as a brand or who I am. So I thought about incorporating my name and, you know, what I like the most. So films, just put it together. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. But my actual film production company is called Pixel Visionaries. And that's something that me and Ajante run together. And um that's something that we've been like working on since 2017 and it's crazy that like 2021 we have a new facility and we've, we've really been like pushing forward and, and learning a lot a lot especially being young and being in this in the in the very big business space so yeah you're talking about uh uh in the lincoln warehouse yeah that's where we, we started off at lincoln warehouse and now we have our own spot our own space so Right on, dude. It's a, a big jump. It's a big jump. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Ajante. I've been in the Lincoln Warehouse, and it's just, it's awesome to get mm-hmm. in there for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so, in terms of your filmmaking, like, do you have like, in addition to what you know, you obviously had to do for school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I imagine you do a lot of personal stuff on the side too. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of the jobs that I had all have like kind of came from music videos, stuff like that. And music videos came from Ajante making, like mixing music and working with so many artists. It's just like, we're right there. So it's like, you could finish your song. The next day is like, oh, you want to shoot a video? All right, well, just, you know, just give us a call. We, yeah. we get you together. So, and I always was like, how can I make a music video look more cinematic? I don't want it to just look like somebody standing outside, you know? singing along to their song on a car, like what's the story behind it? Can we can we add some some different layers to it? What can we do to change it up? And I think that that was something that really helped keep us separate and like in our own lane and us pushing towards that cinematic world, it was only right for us to get to full out push as a production company and you know do more film things. But I'll have so many projects that's just me being like, okay, well, let's just try this and let's see what this is. And it's just, it's just sitting like a lot of stuff people haven't seen. So it's a, it's a lot in the making and in the coming for people to see. I'm looking forward to it, man. Sounds awesome. Uh, 
it sounds like um you know from the jump you know you never like intended to put yourself in a box you always kind of knew you wanted to do a lot of different things with the medium which is really dope um in terms of music videos what are some what who, who are some artists you worked with uh so man let's see <laughs> so i really probably won't even remember everyone's names but <laughs> and you don't have to you know right <laughs> and it's so it's a lot of people that we work with in the past too but um for number one is ajante you know pushing his his music career forward we've done a lot of projects for him uh Yep, Alexa Miami. I probably said her last name. Oh, right. yeah. So Dude, Alexa's Alexa. so dope. Uh, we work with her. Um, we have another artist that we work with called um, Nathan Lamar. He does a lot of R&B. He's pretty fire. And um, I'm spacing on people's names. I'm not even going to try again. <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of people. And I really want to shout them out for, you know, being open to the visions that we have and being down for a project like that because it's not every day that you know people traditionally will tell you no about you being like oh i just want to shoot the music video outside like not everybody's going to tell you no we're not going to do that we're going to you know let's let's try to make a story out of this and make it something bigger so yeah. i appreciate them for being open to it yeah of course uh yeah definitely if as part of the collaborative process you have to be it and uh but it's awesome to see what you know you can you put your heads together what you can come up with um uh you travel a lot for your films uh no i i, I travel a lot independently i haven't got to the point where i have moved any of my productions anywhere else yet but um, I was recently in Puerto Rico and I just, every everywhere you look, it's just like, man, I just, I just need a full crew of people. We can just make a film right now. We only have three days, we can do it. So I feel like that a lot. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into um, the space where I can bring in a crew from out of town and we can go somewhere and make something on the fly. And it's something that holds up to Hollywood and you know it can compete without having to be something that's only controlled by them so yeah oh yeah because i don't know if you feel this way too you know sort of like where that it becomes very instinctive like even when you're not like even when you're not working you know like you walk down like you know a street like in, in some place that you haven't been before and you think like man this would be like a really cool scene for something in the future you know right Right. Sometimes even if I'm somewhere and I have a camera on me, it's no doubt. I'm like, okay, now stop. Now, if you walk like this, you know, come over here to where the light hits you. And we just try to shoot it right there real quick. Just even, even if it's a photo, if you still can get a sense of what I saw in my head and it, it translate from a photo to something that you can see moving then it works. Yeah, so. exactly. And that's, such a like infinite thing, you know, that it's hard to put into words. So, um, and in terms of photography, how you started really getting more involved in that. Okay, so, uh, so for photography, my mom did photography a lot. Like she was always taking pictures every, everywhere we went. It, did, it didn't matter. It was first day of school, all the way to you know family vacations so she just on her own trip doing she's a mom who's taking pictures of everything of everything right yeah. just 
everything. And yeah. and right now to this day, we have um, 79 rolls of undeveloped film from my first birthday all mm-hmm. the way up to, I want to say maybe 2009-ish. I think that's where they'll stop at. And it's like, that's a, that's a lot of rolls of film. The cost to get that developed is, Mike Cravello's quoted me at $1,100 to get all of those photos developed. And I'm just like, that's insane. But I understand this film. So, um, so from her taking pictures, it kind of just translated over to me. And I got my first camera, the, um, the T3i or the T3. I always wanted the T3i because it was made for video. But um, after I got that camera, it was kind of just like, I'm taking pictures of this. I'm taking pictures of that. Just keep doing this and this and this. And then I kind of got obsessed with like, oh, if I take a picture of this person, like, what does it read as? Like, how do, how do people like feel about it? And in high school, I was just taking pictures of my friends. And I was like, well, whoever would give me the chance, you know, take pictures of their senior pictures. I was like, that would mean a lot because I'm not even a senior yet. And one of my friends was a senior and she let me take her her senior pictures. And from there, people was just like, you take pictures, you take pictures. And it just spiraled again and again and again. And then I went to California and I did a portrait session with my friend and they kind of like went mid, mid, very small range viral in like the city. And a lot of my bookings came from that. And then from there, it just, grew and grew from word of mouth and people just seeing my work online that's awesome hey that's infectious my dude Mm -hmm. it's the power of yeah just how you know draw works like that these days where if you know the right people notice what you're doing i think it's cool uh that just expands your reach you know the the internet and instagram you know the power of a dm man right change, change your life it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy that at my fingertips facebook is like here you can use five dollars to run an ad and get more people to book something and i was like so skeptical initially i was like i feel like it's going to take a lot more money really to get people to look at like what i'm like posting yeah. and i had a trip to atlanta and i was like now nah, if i could book somebody and like in a different in a whole different city with like they've never met me before they're not relying on like my personality this is a booking strictly based on my work yeah. and I, I ran an ad and people were booking and I was like all right well all right, this will be a thing that I do from now on now so whenever I go to Atlanta like I always at least book one to two shoots I'm like I'm really here for vacation but I'll take two shoots I'll do it yeah Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's cool because you can incorporate some work into your leisure as well. That's keeps a healthy balance when you're out of town. It's like, all right, I'm not just completely sitting here, you know, doing nothing. Like I did a shoot, met somebody, my name possibly could spread to some more people down here. Who knows what will happen in a few months. But I'm also going to enjoy a couple drinks on a rooftop (laughs) and I'm going to dance a little bit, you know? Yeah, dude. That's the life, man. I want to go to Atlanta. I haven't been. What? It's so fun. Well, you know, pandemic in right now, no. But in the future, definitely, definitely take a trip. 
Yeah, I'm going to LA this summer for the first time for a week. Wow, I love LA. But I think Atlanta's next. It's also the big city for film, so I mean, right? You know, right? They give you amazing tax incentives. And granted, I don't know tax incentives, and me, I don't know exactly like my reachability with those things. But it's still something cool to know that that is a reason why a lot of productions happen in Atlanta. So it's got to be working somehow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw, and I know. So you got you got back into the uh, this uh, uh, the makeup and the special effects and stuff like that. So now you do that as part of your uh, itinerary as well. Yeah, yeah. The film that I'm working on right now is it is based around a creature that I sculpted for um, like two summers ago, and I've just been working at the same creature since then. So it's been a long time coming. Man, he said creature. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's another hint for the film right there. <laughs> Not a monster, a creature. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, well, it's interesting because I imagine you, you got to gather new materials for everything you get commissioned for, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Special effects, like jobs for special effects, are like very like here's a list of items that you need by this amount of time. Here's a list of items that you have to make by this certain time. And then on the day of it's, here's the list of things you need to apply to a person. Here's a list of things that are just a part of the scene, you know, blood, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's super fun, especially when it fi you finally get to it, like actually seeing the creature or whatever the creation is standing in front of you is just like, is unreal and it reads 10 times better on the screen than visual effects so yeah yeah i bet um yeah dude it's like you know i don't know if you've been seeing those memes that have been going around twitter where it's like the shot versus like the end result you know like where you look at like the camera like people posing and doing weird posing for the shot but then like it shows the finished product and it's this really dope right picture you know and that's that's the whole art of it is the art of making simple things look dope. Right. And there's a there's a film and I, I wish I could remember the name of it because every time that I'm like thinking about filmmaking and the art of of um I don't want to say magic because I mean technically it is a sort of sort of magic and making that like the art of making films. And there's a, a movie that's about um how they're using films to start wars and create wars that actually don't exist outside of the visuals that this company is creating. And I think it's just, it says a lot about, you know, the audience and how the audience perceives things and the power of perception. And filmmaking is like a real focus on like deceiving the audience into believing something that doesn't exist, so. The irony in the storytelling and shit like that, yeah. Um, yeah. These are all devices we learned in English class in, uh, I think, seventh grade or some shit. I don't know. But did you take, like, art classes growing up? Uh, like, the most art class that I had was choir in middle school. That was, like, the most artist, like, art-driven thing that I had. And in high school, my the last class that was required for me to graduate was an art credit. And, that was it. and it was a drawing class and I absolutely did nothing. <laughs> I just had no like desire to do anything for that class. But yeah, but I feel like I've just been around the arts 
so long. Like I just stayed in my my pathway that I could see clearly and just kept kept pushing through. Yeah, that makes sense, definitely. Um, once again, rather than spending thousands and thousands of dollars to like, you know, makeup and special effects at a art school, you know, not to not to knock anyone who does that because but it doesn't that's not everyone's route. You don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always if there's a will, there's a way. There's a way around it. You just gotta figure it out. And it might take time, but as long as you stay consistent and keep going, then eventually you'll make it to where you're looking what you're looking for. Absolutely. And so that brings us to our the last thing, which is the modeling. Um, what got you into that? Now, well, modeling, that came from my mom taking pictures of me since I Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, he enrolled me in um, uh, John Casablanca. I think that's what it was called. Or Robert Powers. I don't remember. It was a modeling school here in Milwaukee, but it was marketed as... Um, you come in and you can audition and you'll you'll get these jobs. And I was doing that for a while when I was younger and I just never liked waking up early. So I was always the one who was like, I do not, I don't wanna be here this early and we're not doing anything. But the auditions were super fun. And I think that's kind of what kind of kept me on my path with public speaking. I just got so accustomed to like speaking in front of cameras and going up and speaking in front of people and it just kind of kept going and kept going. And then when I got older um, and my senior pictures for high school, I had posted those and people were sharing them around like, oh, you should model, you should model, you should model. But you know, family and friends always, you know, hype you up like, oh yeah, you could do it, you could do it. And um, it just so happened that like a few years later, uh, Jeffrey McAllister, um, he runs Fashion Sense. Mm -hmm. uh, he made a post and he had reached out to me in uh, messages and was like, oh, you should come out for this audition for this fashion show. And ever since then, like, I just kind of always was like, well, maybe I should just go out and try and kept doing it. And I ended up getting booked for different, different gigs for different shows. Then I got my first paid job doing a photo shoot for um, Associated Bank. And that was like a really dope shoot. And from there, it just kind of consistently grow but modeling is a thing that I feel like I put to the side a lot because I have so many other things around me that I focus on that you know eventually something's gonna lack if you don't put any effort into it and um so I always feel like modeling is that thing that is it's just a hobby like if, if I'm doing it it's, it's for the benefit of me I just really want to take some photos or someone asked if I could do it for them but it's, it's not something that I'm uh, openly pursuing as of right now. Like just, if you want to take a sec to look good, feel good, you know, you have that option. And, wow. uh, it's, just, it's pretty much, it's fun for me. It's real fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it should be, um, definitely. Oh yeah, dude. Um, well, the last thing I wanted to ask before we close out is, uh, so I know you have a website, which I'll be tagging in the description. Um, but yeah, if folks want to work with you, book something, uh, what do they got to do? Uh, all, if you really want to work, all you got to do is shoot a DM, shoot an email, or go through the website and, and um, click book now. 
And from there, it's going to give you a, a list of options and it'll explain my different packages and it'll tell you to contact me if it's something that's more on the creative end, because we can make whatever happen. I can create something physically for you. So if you really want to get down and make a dope project, it's just one email away. Oh, yeah. You heard the man. One email yeah. away. One. All it takes. Two. Right. Oh, huh. yeah, dude. Well, uh, yeah, so, um, and in the next couple months, uh, what are your plans? Mm, so by, by the end of May, the film should be completely cut and finished. And within these next few months, social media should be expected to be flooded with information about this film. Um, be on the lookout for that. Make sure to get ready for some more music video stuff like that. Uh, AJ's working on a new project and we're pushing for a really big release. So everybody just got to keep their eyes out. And um, I'm always looking for some new models to work with. So let's do it. You see this? This is the sign to reach out. This is the time. I know you've seen my page before. So let's, yeah. do, let's do it. This, uh, stop scrolling and book this man. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. Right. Hell yeah. Well, this will be the catalyst for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Sean, I appreciate you coming on the show today. This is fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, good to get to know you. Um, on our way out, we quote, uh, ask everyone the same two questions. Uh, the first is, Sean, what keeps you up at night? Mm. Ooh. I feel like the desire to travel keeps me up at night because right now it's so hard to do it and um and feeling like whatever you create can be something no more than a thought in your head and soon as you let go of that thought that's it you gotta gotta stick with it and if you don't that's it writing things down helps mm -hmm. i'll write down every crazy dream i have yeah oh yeah i do too i have a dream journal right here oh yeah that look at that that whole journal is full of stories and possibilities so that's they they start as fragments but they could build into something if you really want them to uh the second question is what puts you to sleep mm. well you know i feel like every time that i i've I can send off a project to a client that just keeps me mellow. As long as someone's getting their work and they like it, I'm all right. I mean, they appreciate what I help create for them. Right on. Yeah. The final cut and the transaction. And the transaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Thanks for being on the show. This was great. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thanks for having me. Right on, you bet. Uh, for everyone watching, I'll be tagging shunpfilms.com so you can check out his work, uh, book him for a shoot, uh, um, whether that's photography, modeling, uh, films, makeup, slash effects. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's got it all. Uh, he's a uh, bona fide machine here. So uh, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. I'm gonna get it, 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 I